Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa Curry-Lowitz, and I'm here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Welcome to the Elisa Unfiltered Podcast. My name is Elisa. Today it is Wednesday, April the 13th. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so happy and grateful that you have chosen this particular episode, which is a juicy gem of an episode, let me tell you. I am grateful that you have pressed play and you've committed to this time for you to expand and grow. This is what we are doing today. So to begin, (laughs) how are you doing? How are you feeling today? What sort of feelings have been coming up for you lately? I mean, you don't need to pinpoint exactly, exactly, but the more that you can really tune into your truth, the better for this episode. I actually want to begin with an exercise, okay? With a simple yet, eh, well, it could be complex, complex question. I'm going to put you to work this morning. And this is a really great exercise uh, that I happen to do, I practice and enjoy almost every day. So I wanna extend it out to you folks today. So I've already done this this morning. It is now your turn, ready? Let's pretend that you were being asked this question and your answer has to be 100% true for you. All right, so how would you answer this question if nobody judged your response if you had no repercussions, if uh, you knew nobody's feelings would be hurt, all right, and no one would ever hear your answer, really, (laughs) especially if you don't want them to hear it. This is just for you, so I want you to put yourself in a safe place right now in your mind, okay? And actually, this is a two-part question, so (laughs) number one, on a scale of one to 10, one being low, 10 being high, How are you feeling in your life right now? How do you actually feel about your life? Sit with that for a second, right? Don't don't lie to yourself here. Don't start to tell stories or justify the way you feel, but actually sit in the truth of where are you on that scale, one to 10? How would you surmise your life, you know, in one, or two feelings? And where would those feelings sit on that scale? I mean, I would imagine there's a broad spectrum of answers happening right now, all of them perfectly perfect. And if you are actually being true to the way you think you feel right now, having some honest reflection on the positive spectrum or the negative, positive, honest reflection, I truly commend you, good job. So question number two is, what do you believe you need in your life to bring you to a 10 of 10? And if you said 10, then what do you believe you need to maintain that 10, okay? So what I wanna do in this podcast episode, all right, or my hope at least, 
is to reframe or offer new perspective on how we think things should be. So with that second question, like what was your answer? What do you think you need right now to be happy, to be successful, to be the best, to be the 10 out of 10? Now, if you're on my mailing list or you follow me on social media, you might have seen that the doors are now closed to my one-on-one coaching program, okay? So, but, (laughs) so, but, (laughs) while I'm working on some new and exciting lessons and some new stuff that's coming in, I want to offer some tips here on the podcast as well. So I want you to be tuning in every two weeks, every second Wednesday, we are going to be like going deep into our feelings and our beliefs and the way we think and ultimately our conditioning, our cultural conditioning. And I'm about to give you one of the most important steps of intuitive awareness. So this is the solution, the strategy that I teach uh, in my life coaching program. So, So that you can see for yourself just how powerful your mind is and how powerful and helpful this tool and and or if some people call it a solution really is okay now when it comes to being aware one of the biggest mistakes that almost everybody makes especially at the beginning of your journey and especially for humans who grew up in western culture all right because newsflash culture is the master programmer the master programmer and anyone who has grown up within it So anyone that has grown up in Western culture has been fundamentally programmed along the same lines in similar ways from from this cultural programming. So we are taught to think. We are always aware and in control of the way that we feel and all of the decisions that we make. So we think we are in control of the decisions that we're making. We are taught to think in a specific way act in a specific way, behave according to the labels and identities that we've been given or have been assigned or have assigned ourselves, right? Because we assign ourselves certain labels as well. This is the programming of the mind, the programming of the ego. And the ego loves structure and safety and comfort. And to be honest, so does our instinct too. It loves safety. That's for damn sure. And so anything that goes outside of the program, right, from which we have been conditioned to learn since we were born, or outside of the narrative of the mind, the story, would make us bad. It puts us outside of the circle. It puts us outside of the box of belonging. It makes us different. All right. And this causes our ego and our instinct. So both our nature and our nurture to feel threatened. When we go outside of the things that we think are safe, we feel threatened, whether it's a rational, real threat or an irrational make-believe threat that we are make-believing in our mind. Right. So right now, You, I do this too, make decisions without awareness. So subconscious decisions based on this 
this program, this sense of safety we, we, of what we know based on what we have learned. So to be the same, think the same, we are safe. However, we must also, in many cases, suppress something, an idea, a sense of self, a calling, a feeling, and in many cases, disregard how we actually feel so that we will belong. So I want you to think about your answers to those questions. Would you be able to answer them freely out into the world to everybody and feel safe? Would you be able to truly say what you want and how you want to get there without feeling judged or feeling like you're hurting someone? Probably not. Maybe some days feel easier than others, of course, right? Some days things just happen and it's easy and you feel safe. But our culture has really defined and ingrained and we've attached meaning to things like being a good girl or being a good boy, as well as being a bad girl and what happens to bad girls and bad boy and what happens to bad boys. Very different there, right? And we categorically will fall into these labels and and come to automatic conclusions based on the definitions that we have done these things. Let me explain this a little bit further because if you've been listening to me for a long time, <laughs> you hear me talk about our conditioning and our program often, right? This is one of the main subjects that we really break down with intuitive awareness. So here's what happens. The average human makes over 21,000 decisions every single day. I know that number sounds incredibly high and it's hard to believe, but the reason that we're able to make all these decisions is because our subconscious automates them for us. It does so to limit the amount of energy and time we expend making all these decisions in the first place. And because of the number, the sheer number of decisions we're required to make every day, this can be very helpful. Let me give you an example. You wake up, you woke up this morning, you put one foot in front of the other, you dragged yourself to the bathroom, and most likely you brushed your teeth or something in a pattern, okay? So the way we walk, where we choose to place our feet, how long the stride, how much energy we use, how quickly we move into the bathroom, right? Those are all choices that are automated. You're not thinking about them, they're just happening. And then you brush your teeth. You have a pattern that you brush your teeth. The pressure that you chose, the amount of time it takes, where the bristles, the bristles, the bristles, the bristles sprouts, where the bristles, bristles, <laughs> I can't talk. Um, where they go and how it feels in your mouth, that feeling that you get, that's sort of the cue that you're done brushing, right? You're not thinking about that. It's all just automated. We're not, we aren't consciously choosing to do this. In fact, our brain is probably thinking about something completely different. Maybe how tired we look, how we, you know, how tired we're feeling, the, the to-do list, you know, or maybe your kids are running and you're wondering what's going on out there or you're hearing something. Like, you're not thinking, you're just doing. We aren't present and making those choices. They are happening automatically. In fact, over 90% of our daily choices are done automatically without us even thinking about them. This means that 90% of our choices just happen based off of a, a few things, you know? Uh, well, 
I'm going to get to that shortly. I'm going to get to wh why or how these things become automated, how our choices become automated. It happens in a few ways, but I will get into that shortly. So what do I be mean by this? <laughs> Please stick with me because this is really powerful. I want you to think about the last time you got into an argument with someone. All right. Maybe it was a fight with your spouse, a friend, a family member. Maybe it was your kid. You were arguing with your kid. Maybe it wasn't even a fight. Maybe it was a disagreement. You were disagreeing. So I want you to think about that scenario and I want you to think about how you felt during that scenario. How did you feel in that argument or disagreement? Now, my question to you is this. Did you choose to feel that way? Or did you automatically feel that way? And does everyone who automatically, does everyone automatically feel the same way you felt during a fight or disagreement? No, right? What happens, it, what happened was that your subconscious mind had automated your response. You weren't choosing to be upset. You weren't choosing to be angry. It happened automatically. Those feelings came up, okay? So when you got upset or you felt hurt or you're angry, or whatever feeling you had. The reason why is because subconsciously there is a wound or unexpressed emotion, something that you've buried that was triggered. And you responded according to how you've always responded in the past or in a way that has responded in the past that felt safe. It is subconscious. You most likely also left the, the argument thinking, um, uh, how hurt that person made you feel or how hard it was, how hard it is to talk to that person or what that, maybe that person's an asshole. They made you so mad, right? But the reality is that your response really wasn't about them at all. It was about you. It was about your automation. So remember, 90% of the time, we are in automation. We aren't conscious of what's happening. We are not aware of the decisions that we are making or why we're making them. And that is what makes intuitive awareness so powerful. It allows you to stop the automation and break out of that loop of subconsciousness, especially when <laughs> the loop you are in is causing you to suffer in some ways. So why is this powerful and important? Well, if you're a person who is really trying to learn and grow and you're on your wellness journey and you're making conscious choices to eat better, move more, I don't know, meditate, improve your mental health, etc., and you're finding yourself on that hamster wheel of death, meaning you feel stuck, things aren't working, Everything feels hard. It seems so easy for everyone else. You don't want to go for the damn walk. You feel unmotivated one week and the next week you're super woman. All right. And you keep looping. You keep struggling and you're, and you're, and you're trying to move forward, but you feel stuck. All right. So you have good intentions, but you never really feel like things are actually improving in the long term. Or it's taking forever to make like the smallest change in your life. And you've been trying for a really long time. 
you likely have beliefs, subconscious beliefs right now that are causing problems in your life. Much like our emotional responses and our automated decisions, our beliefs are also automated and subconscious. We have automatically become loyal to beliefs that may or may not be good for us anymore, but we're staying loyal to them. In other words, when it comes to uh, living your best life, being happy, making choices to be the 10 out of 10 human that you're striving to be or you hope to be, you keep choosing actions that are familiar, okay? The problem is that what is familiar to you right now isn't giving you the results that you need, right? That's why you keep looking and wanting people to, you know, show you what they've done, tell you what they're doing, tell you what to do. You want someone to tell you what to do to fix it. Now, part B of this problem is that the subconscious mind is literally wired to keep us safe, right? So that's why when someone tells you to do something that you've never done before, the unknown is viewed as a risk. It's risky. It feels unsafe. You don't want to do that. That's right. And and of course, the thinking mind that's automated, like you're not actually consciously thinking. Things are just happening. The thinking mind creates problems because when someone says something to you, you've already decided what you should do, what you should say, what you shouldn't do, how you should say it, what might work, what definitely won't work how it is, what other people might think. You're already thinking all of this shit. It's already just coming up. Your subconscious mind will steer you away from what you need most because it views the unknown as a risk. So in other words, you judge what you hear constantly and create that safety net that's going to keep you not doing anything. (laughs) It's going to keep you from choosing to go outside of what you know exists and what you know is safe. And so then you do what you do. And you sit and think, how am I going to, what am I going to do? How, how can I make this better? And you don't know. But here's the problem with that. Because you can't think your way to a new solution. Because your mind can only think from what it currently knows. Let me say that again. You can't think your way to a new solution because your mind can only think from what it currently knows. And what most people know are various constructive and destructive coping skills. You're looping in the same thing, thinking or expecting or wanting or hoping or praying for something else to happen in your life, right? And you cope. You manage, you're managing your stress and your anxiety and your depression and your negative self-talk and your negative sense of unworthiness, the false sense of self that you've created in this world. This is the automated loop. This is culture. This is culture conditioning of the Western world. This is the way most minds work, all right? This is what we believe we must do, okay? We believe in this. This is the way it is. Our beliefs are the way that it is. So I want to tell you a little story. (laughs) 
I'm going to tell you a few stories here, I think. Um, so, so there's this story about a dog and a nail. All right. And, 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 and one day, one day a man is walking by this house and he sees a man sitting on his front porch and his dog sitting beside him, but the dog is whimpering. So the man who's walking by asks, why is your dog whimpering? And the dog owner says, oh, it's because he likes to sit on this side of me. But now there's a nail sticking out of the wood of the deck and he's sitting on the nail. And the man then asks, well, why, why isn't he moving? To which the owner responds, because it doesn't hurt bad enough yet. So logic, the unconditioned mind says, get off the nail. <laughs> the conditioned mind says, I want to sit next to my owner because I love him even though I'm suffering. But what the dog doesn't realize is that there's room on the other side of the man and there's no nail there. There's another way. He has just not been shown this way. This way doesn't make sense for him. It doesn't make sense for him to break. He likes it on that side. All right. So yes, your beliefs on the way life is right now, your reality, you believe them to be true. And yes, you are in 100% automation when it comes to your beliefs as well. So what is a belief? Beliefs are interesting. And I have a few definitions of what a belief is. But one of the ones that's really sitting and resonating me with me right now is a belief is something that's not 100% true for everyone. All right? There's a difference between fact or, or, or preference or opinion, right? Because those things can be, belief is different than opinion. Well, belief is different than truth. Although we believe what we believe, we believe to be true, but it's not 100% of the time, okay? So how do we come to believe the things that we believe to be true? There are actually three main ways that, that our belief systems are formed as we grow up in childhood, through our formative years, and then into adulthood as well. Our beliefs are solidified and sometimes they're broken, shattered. And, and there's three ways that, that we believe things to be true. The first is um, a, a person of authority or someone that you trust or a parent figure or even someone um, that, that other people see as an, as an authority will say or do something. Because they're viewed as an authority, you trust them and then you believe them. So like your teachers, your parents, your neighbors, like adults kind of in your life, like when they tell you that something is the way it is, you just believe them when you're a kid, okay? And we do that too as adults. Like if a police officer or someone of power that we think is superior to us, when they say something is the way it is, we believe them. We, we don't, we just like naturally believe them because they are better than us. So we think that their way is better. All right, they are of an authority. Number two, we hear something over and over and over. So when you hear something enough, uh, you, you may not even believe it at the at first, but when you when you hear something enough, your mind will automate it. Okay, it becomes subconscious. So subconsciously, you'll start to side with it as truth, 
and then you begin to believe it. So this is why so many people, I don't know, I'm just giving an example here, think diets work. Because diet culture literally stuffs down everyone's throat, their success stories, before and after photos. Diets work. Eat this way, you're going to be skinny and healthy and the best. And this is what health is. And it's literally everywhere. You can't go through a day without turning on your TV, looking at your phone, going to a grocery store, going to a gym, going anywhere like health oriented without this message influencing you in some way. So diet culture literally just shoves it down your throat all the time. Even though most people listening right now have gone on a diet, have done some sort of workout program, have done what diet culture says, and it hasn't worked for them, or it did for a short time and now they're back to the way things were. But you, yet you still believe that diets work. The next diet that comes out, you're like, oh, that will probably work for me. Because you've just been conditioned to believe that way. You've heard it over and over again. Okay, does that make sense? That's one way. The last way is, is that you believe something to be true because it's the way that it's always been done. All right. So it's the way that you've seen things. So you grew up and you saw the way things are and you believe that this is the way it is. So I want to give you another quick example. Let's just say this is kind of incorporating all of these things a little bit here. But let's just say that you are a beekeeper. You grew up on a honeybee farm. Your parents taught you how to look after bees. You knew everything about honeybees. Everything. In fact, all the way to the point that your parents said honeybees are the only type of bee that exists, okay? And you trusted them. They were an authority figure in your life. And this is how, and so you grew up on this farm. You grew up believing that the only kind of bee you ever saw or that exists in your whole life were honeybees. All the way to the point where you're no longer consciously aware of this belief, it just is. It just like lives in you, okay? You know honeybees inside and out, and you know that they're the only type of bee that exists. All right, so then one day as an adult, you decide to travel. You go somewhere else and you tell people about your bees. You're proud of them. You're showing off what you do. It's something that you love and you know about the, you know a lot, right, about this particular bee. Well, someone tells you about bumblebees. And what happens? What would happen to your brain you would say, well, that's impossible. Bumblebees don't exist. And then when a person actually showed you an actual physical bumblebee, like the, that, that they do exist, your entire internal belief system, your world will start to implode. This is what we call cognitive dissonance. When there's two things that you believe to be true and they battle against each other in your mind. This become there's so much dissonance within us that we we can't understand how it's possible. So we have to deny one truth. <laughs> Both can't be true at the same time in our brains. So we deny reality. All right. So if I was wrong about what I believed all of these years. That makes me inferior. That makes me less than. Who am I? I can't be wrong. I have to be right. The person who says bumblebees exist is wrong. 
right? So that's how the ego works. It can't be wrong. So it will reframe. Our beliefs can be so strong that when presented with fact, with truth, with reality of what it is, we can't accept it. We would shatter who we think we are. We lose our identity. So to protect us, our mind will make, will wrong the other person. Okay. So let's bring this into a, a little bit more of a real life example, shall we? Uh, if, if you grew up watching Disney, thinking you had to go to school, get a job, get married, have kids, you know, meet Prince Charming and be saved, you know, especially for women, find that rich husband. That's the, that's the era that I grew up in. Um, find the rich husband to take care of you. Uh, and, and, and have all this stuff, be a wife, be a mother in order to feel, feel fulfilled uh, uh, and, and, and be a successful woman, to be a woman of, stat, of, of status. <laughs> and of course, this idea was supported by your parents or your caretakers, your family, your friends, your, you saw everyone in your communities doing this, regardless of how you felt about it, you did it too, because it's what has always been done. This is what has been done. It's the way you thought you needed to go the direction in order to be happy, all right? So you're an adult, you did all of these things, and you're all grown up, and now you're wondering, what's wrong with me? Why aren't I happy in my life, right? Or maybe you grew up and you are, and are, are really affected or influenced by quote unquote hustle culture. Hustle culture is big, just like diet culture. It is slamming, it's it's digging its roots into the minds, especially of young people, that make you believe that working hard will guarantee success, right? How many people have heard that before? Working hard brings success. The harder you work, the more successful you will be. So now you're all grown up and you're hustling your freaking ass off wondering why aren't I successful? When will success happen to me? All right. So let me ask you this. Does everyone who works hard become successful? No. The answer is no. That's what I mean by beliefs. It's not 100% true for everyone. Everyone that works hard does not become successful. So how hard do you have to work before you've worked hard? And, and how do you know you've worked hard enough? <laughs> and are you sure you aren't just saying work hard equals success because you've heard someone else say it, an authority figure say it, someone you trust say it? Are you really a person who believes that running yourself into the ground makes you a success story? And this is why intuitive awareness is so powerful. Understanding it, practicing it, and healing from it. Those are the three components. That's how you break out of the loop and start to understand the answers to these questions. Really, fundamentally. How do you begin to free yourself from the grip of the cultural condition, conditioning that, that, and, and actually live authentically, right? All human beings want to do is belong and be authentic. 
And yet we will sacrifice our authenticity in two seconds. We will abandon who we are in order to belong. And we see it time and time again. That's what Western culture is. Don't do it for you. Do it for them. You know, save them. It's not about you. Sacrifice you and what you believe and what who you are for someone else. That makes you a good girl. That makes you a bad boy. <laughs> right? But what if, just imagine what it would be like if you could be 100% yourself and belong Think about that for a second. Think about the power of that. Can you imagine how wonderful and peaceful and loving and accepting and compassionate and exciting and exhilarating and happy life would be if you didn't attach yourself to the opinions of others? If you detached yourself from that narrative that you will not belong if you are yourself. Just imagine it, what, what it would be like if you were no longer controlled by the opinions of other people or what other people think of you, right? If you broke that subconscious automation and all of the choices that you make just automatically and all of the feelings that come up automatically when you think someone's judging you, when you think someone's mad at you, that you're going to hurt someone, you know, and how you automatically make yourself small just to appease someone else. And you automatically sacrifice your time and your energy and you call it love, sacrificing martyrdom. Imagine all of that just lifts off and you can be who you are and stand in that feeling loved feeling like you belong and then lead those around you into that space as well and be the the person who who leads and loves unconditionally and is there and and is the rock imagine that it's pretty powerful isn't it and with that I'm going to leave. <laughs> Peace. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll leave you actually with a choice. All right. If you could break the loop and break free from that automation, if you knew, if you were, if you knew all of the tools, if you were given the tools that are keeping you looping in that wellness hamster wheel of death, would you use them? Do you want to detach from the beliefs? that you were, for lack of a better word, unconsciously forced to believe in, okay? If you answered yes, jump on the wait list for the intuitive awareness solution. I'm not launching it anytime soon. I'm just, I'm not gonna sell you anything. I'm not launching anything. But since the Elise Unfiltered Inner Circle doors officially closed and we're doing a lot of, a ton of work, behind the scenes, I want you to be one of the first people to know to get the opportunity to get into the next program when it opens, okay? So get on the wait list. I'll link it here in the show notes. 
at alisaunfiltered.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Okay, I'm over here giving you a big virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Elisa Unfiltered podcast. If you haven't done so yet, I'd love for you to share the love and head over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify and give this show a five-star rating. I'll give you bonus points for leaving a written review. And if you're looking for more, head over to elisaunfiltered.com for show notes and all the links to all things Elisa Unfiltered. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.